0: You're listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Review.
1: What a bizarre thing we've created.
0: Now with your hosts, Adam Thorne and Mark Hampton.
1: This might either be the worst podcast or the best one of all time.
0: Hello and welcome to another episode of JRE Review. Today, Mark and I are reviewing podcasts 1361 commander david fravor and jeremy corbel and podcast 1363 dakota meyer so it's a military packed review
1: how you doing today mark good man we're trying this in the morning Uh, it sounded like a good idea at the time i don't know about now (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah this
0: is a coffee fueled review exactly. rather than a whiskey fueled review oh maybe you so <laughs> hmm.
1: <laughs> no no whiskey for me i'm good we should drink more while we do these we should I think. I think we should just drink more in general i think you and i are as a general rule far too sober I, yeah, well, I'm doing Sober October, so I'm
0: very much far too sober. I did two weeks of sobriety.
1: That's good. Yeah. How did you feel? Felt great. I, I felt so good, mm. I celebrated with a drink. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, I know. Well, it's I just, I, It's a bit overrated. It is. This. It's good. You know, it's nice to have something re- to take the edge off. I'm going to tell you that. Ah. Uh way to deal with stress
0: yeah exactly i'd be way more in to i I think it's just the idea that there's been plenty of times this month where like one joint or even one glass of wine would have just been perfect right but then you sit there and you're like i can't do it because of this thing yeah And you're like what am i doing this for i don't have a drinking problem like what is the point of this
1: right Well What is the point of it? I don't know. Maybe I'm just getting grumpy Mm -hmm. because I can't get high. That's definitely it. (laughs) That's definitely it. You poor bastard. You had to watch the girl and I drink last night while we were talking about this shit. And then you had to go to to a friend's party who should probably never have another drink ever in his life.
0: (laughs) True. Well, I have a barbecue in a few hours and everybody will be be there drinking too i mean th- honestly though that stuff doesn't bother me i can get on with it No, good it's just the point that it's like it's like i want to smoke some weed right now exactly and i will be all the things that i'm about to do will be way better they would just be more enjoyable right um i should have done just alcohol sober october right you should have been specific i i over i over committed you did or I should have swapped coffee for marijuana. I said no coffee, and then done weed. That would be difficult,
1: because I like coffee. Ooh, yeah, I don't think I could give up caffeine just because of the pain that comes it, with it. <laughs> you get some headaches. Big you time. Get some headaches.
0: Big All time. right, so what did you think of Commander David Fravor and his story? How do he say his last name? Fra- Fravor? Fravor, yeah. Fravor, yeah. What did you think of his story? Just on a glance, like you've... You've listened to the podcast, he's he's spouted all his information, he s- seemed credible to me, I mean, he's, he's a professional, you know, mm-hmm. he's not some quack off the street that's trying to write a bunch of UFO books. Like, has this ultimately changed your belief in the existence of at least some sort of spacecraft... That's not made by a human. I guess that's really all we can pull from, this. right?
1: Well, I um, <clears throat> as we know, I'm 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 skeptical of most things without evidence. But um, Fravor is one of those guys that first of all, if you meet him, you're like, this dude would never believe in UFOs in a million years. Like if you just told him like some crackpot theory or something, he'd be like, you're insane. Um, but I, working on all these sh- shows about aliens and contact and shit. He's one of the ones that came up all the time. And so, he was one of the first ones that made me go, yep, yeah, I'm pretty sure there's something out there. I know we talked about that a couple of weeks ago. He's, I mean, mm. his story is um, incredibly convincing. And he's credible. It's not just like some nut job out in the woods you know, that said aliens gave him anal probes or something. This dude is, a, like you said, he's professional. He's, inc- he's so credible. Like, you his reputation precedes him and it definitely makes me think that there there's something man well there's something whether it's like an alien drone or you know little green men flying that shit or whatever or it, there's definitely something there do
0: you do you think yes that there would be any need for some life form to be in there because they is isn't part of the conspiracy that um, the Greys are not really... They're, like, actually made by other aliens. They're kind of like an organic drone in themselves that they send out.
1: That... Nah, that, that's probably over my I head. I think I
0: heard that from, like... Yeah, I think I heard that from, like, one of the ancient alien type people. Uh, but it kind of makes sense, right? Because... If the theory holds that, you know, like Roswell, we did find those creatures, why would the actual uh, beings that made the ship bother even traveling? Because we're almost moving away from that. Think about it. like Unless we're actually going somewhere, we just send probes. We've done that since the 70s. It's not a new idea. The Voyager well, we, was just a we, you know, there was no need to put like a squirrel on there.
1: Well, we send probes because we don't want to sit in a fucking rocket ship for 30 years just to get to just to look at Jupiter, you know what I mean? I feel like if they can get here But,
0: but even if we could, let's say we could just go there real fast, unless we're going there Yeah. like actually to like live and hang out and do things. Right? No, I Which think it we... doesn't seem like these aliens do that. We would just send a machine because it could send high def, virtual reality, 3D goggled images that we would Oculus Plus, and it would be like we're there <laughs> anyway. True. No you man, just look around
1: and be like, oh, I'm here. I Pick think I think if you and... can get to Jupiter in like a couple hours, like it's a transatlantic flight or something, people, are, some guys are going because I mean it's the same reason why do we go to zoos? Why do we go to national parks or anything? Humans like that that connectivity, that tactile contact with nature, outer space, the experience, whatever. I i have no reason to believe that aliens wouldn't feel the same way. They'd be like, nah, I don't want to Oculus Go, this shit. Like, let's just go check it out. Let's go see what it." The- see what they're doing now they might not be the a the varsity team of the aliens you know we might be we might be just a tiny little experiment they're like man we're over in alpha proxima looking at this binary star system and they got massive planets with civilizations we want to check that out and then there's like the the idiots of the group like well what about earth and they're like all right fine fuck off go to earth who cares but i do feel like there is something to be said for the experience of being there as i get into the psychology of yeah i do like that idea aliens. that we're
0: getting like the the you know um middle class loud texas exactly Texan family version of the alien tourist they're
1: the redneck shit kicker versions of the <laughs> alien versions <laughs> there's like no no i don't mean it like that the rednecks aren't going on vacation let's be fair Oh, they
0: might they're not going anywhere they stay in their trailer and maybe they go to the next town, but they're spending their money on meth if they're spending on it on anything. Maybe we're but the they, next you've town. got like the you've got the you know, the Austin um school teacher family that's true blood Texans and they want to go see Europe and they've got their cameras around their necks and you know, it's like the uh European vacation style. Yeah.
1: Holiday road. Uh,
0: alien traveler That's exa- maybe that explains why they crashed could be in the 50s
1: <laughs> they sent the idiots they, like spilled a big gulp on the dashboard exactly because let's face it in the ecosystem that is the galaxy nay the universe earth has gotta at least be florida if not worse you know, <laughs> I think I think the trash comes to Earth. They're like, where are y'all going? We're going uh-huh. to Earth, y'all. Oh, shit. Yeah, you would go to Earth. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's that's a great theory. I like that a lot. You know, you know, it's funny that you say um, travel to a different planet just to have a look at yeah. it. I don't think they look like they show in the movies and I don't think you can see any of it. And what I mean by that is, if you flew out to like Jupiter, right? Sure. It's a long fucking way away from the sun. And I think it's really dark. And you can't see much of anything. I think those images only look like that because they brighten everything. Yeah, they open the exposure. I think really everything past like Mars is just black. Or almost. Yeah, that I is... I don't think you can really see any of it. And it's the gas giant, so you can't even land on them. No, you can't. You you, you, you just orbit it. You'd be looking out the window, and there would be, like, this faint or giant kind of black dot that just blocks the stars. And you're like, why the fuck did I even bother coming here? It's a, Let's go to one of the moons. That's
1: a good question. That'd be more... That'd be a question for, like astrophysicists and stuff is like is there enough illumination from the sun at jupiter that you could see it i mean because shit they gave us crystal clear photos of pluto i mean uh, yeah they probably opened the aperture quite a bit to get those but like there was some illumination there was something there you know what i mean yeah you wouldn't
0: see i'm telling you you wouldn't see shit in pluto nothing yeah nothing at all it'd be completely I mean, pitch it's really black because the voyager turned around and took a picture of the sun And the Earth, I think, when it was like that far out Uh and it was just a tiny dot. Yeah, it's a tiny dot. You wouldn't see anything.
1: You can see... um, You wouldn't see anything. Earth is barely visible from Saturn, though. It's a tiny... As Carl Sagan. It's a tiny blue dot. Yeah. it's It's a gorgeous fucking photo. I think it was Cassini that took it. Maybe I'm wrong. But you can see it through the rings. And it's just... Everything else is like... All the stars and planets are white and Earth is just got a hint of blue. It's actually quite beautiful. Yeah, these things are a long
0: fucking way away. I don't think you <laughs> can see shit. I guess we'd go to the moons. We would. But I. I but my point to that yes. is, I just think that it would make sense that these things would be somewhat unmanned. You know, without knowing anything sure. about anything. But it's like the direction that we're going. We're building new drugs. Well, yeah, and... We're, they're getting smarter and smarter. Especially if it's anything that's going out to collect data and information. Well, of course. Which would
1: make sense
0: that that's what they're doing.
1: Well, and it's safer that way. I mean, every Star Trek episode, you know, send a, launch a probe, send a probe. Sensors. Well, I mean, they're, they're never blindly just going into it. And I would think it would be the same thing. Like, we're going to send a drone. We're going to send a probe. We're going to send, you know, sensors, whatever, before we just, you know, walk on there. And I, I can't imagine aliens would be any different, any extraterrestrials. They'd at least observe mm. first from a safe distance, and you know, outside the planet. That's what I think.
0: It would make sense.
1: That makes sense.
0: I thought the guy that came on with David Fravor, that Jeremy Corbell, did the same thing he did in the Bob Lazar podcast. Like, he's a little distracting. Yeah. So, I guess he is, he was the director of the Bob Lazar documentary, and he's collected, he's been like a big UFO fan for a long time. That's how he was able to get um, David in, right. So he knows these guys, and he likes to come on and add his little point. um And I appreciate like the work that he's done to make this shit happen, right? Because the Bob Lazar one, especially, was incredibly fascinating, and this one was it's really interesting as well. It, I think, it is one of them, yeah, for sure, absolutely. It just this one would have been more compelling if there was like more information. Like Bob obviously had like a plethora of shit to talk about, like. For everything from the anti-gravity drive to like the component—it just had so much information that you would want to know. Exactly. This guy just had the one interaction, the one th- time he saw it, and they went. But it's still massively compelling because of how um, kind of respected uh, this dude is. So it it, it changes things. No, but the I... Jeremy guy. Honestly, I, I feel like he needs to just bring the guess and not
1: come. I away. agree. I don't think he. I mean, he. He wasn't there. Distracting. He's he's like a middleman. I mean, he weren't even there. I don't really need. Like, thanks for bringing the guy and thanks for compiling this data. But I'm more interested in Fravor and what he's saying than you, kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, a a little bit
0: like. Reaching to. Yeah. Like he would come out of nowhere and just be like, well, we know they have the propel, you know, the anti gravity drives. We know they exist. I'm like, wait, hold on. Do we? That's the point of the podcast. <laughs> right. is we to, don't like, decide know. this. Like, how do you know? Like, you somebody might know. Bob probably does. Right. If he knows, but you don't. You just, like, heard the story a bunch yeah, of times. Yeah, he's just, so right. um,
1: I mean, he's just a conspiracy theorist or, you know. Uh, yeah i agree he I agree. just
0: wants to believe so much i think it makes him far less credible agree and then the way he just jumps in to talk it, it kind of i don't know it gets on my some i nose.
1: agree well i'm never a fan of like people chiming in when the main guest is the far more fascinating thing that's why i don't listen to like morning radio anymore i, don't, I can't imagine anybody does unless you're driving i'm just kind of like they might have an interesting guest and then you have eight other people Chiming in with jokes and their theories and there, and it's like, shut up! Let me hear the person that's talking.
0: <laughs> yeah, cut that mic. Very <laughs> much, mic. God.
1: If I ran a show like that, or any type of show, I'd cut the mic like ninety nine percent of the time. I'm like, well, alright, well, you're a moron. dude. There was
0: always the only bit I ever could enjoy or get into watching Bill O'Reilly on Fox News, because when I was in high school, the people I live with. They were military, right? Right. And the the dad there was a lieutenant colonel, so the fucking Fox News was on all the goddamn time, just pumping propaganda into the house. It's like he just—it's like he had some sort of like gas on, just running it through the 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 air conditioning system, just to keep us like properly topped up <laughs> so like all the tvs are just playing this but and i it was i don't know i always felt like it was nonsense and i wasn't surprised when he turned out to be a fucking massive rapist or whatever his deal was but yes, um, yeah, um well he was like sec like he was he was harassing women right He paid one of them like 30 yeah, million 30, dollars. yeah sexual I harassment mean, you've done yeah. you've done some shit you've done some shit when you're paying out $30 million. Oh yeah i don't give a shit oh yeah you have you know you've done some shit but uh, I remember he used to love to cut off like the the liberal lady's mic. Yes, you know he'd make them seem like erratic, you know, lunatics. Always, yeah. And then he'd just be like, "Just cut her mic," and she'd just like,
1: but she's just like, "Ah!" And
0: she's just super pissed off because of some fucking complete nonsense bullshit that he of just. Of course, spewed. they're incredulous. He was always good though. Uh, my, it was it always was the, great. My, i was like man i want to my shirt.
1: roommate in atlanta had the same thing he would put it on and so yeah that was that's when i was more conservative and um yeah i would get off on that shit too <laughs> <laughs>
0: turn, turn over mic yeah. it's such a bullshit move imagine being in a bar or at a dinner party and just being able to be like somebody put their hand over her mouth <laughs> That's basically the same. Pretty thing. much
1: now, just, Thanksgiving. It's... That's not maybe the worst idea. <laughs>
0: no, let's do it. All right. So a quick recap, yes. right? Because I thought the uh, commander favor was great. Yeah. Really great. He sounded very honest. Um, you know, and 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 calm, and just trying to get as much detail about the event as possible obviously he's told the story a thousand times and right with any story that you keep recalling things can change but you know what i think what's helpful is i'm pretty sure they had to debrief and like write down what they saw and what Absolutely. happened and then it's corroborated by the other radar people and his co-pilot and then the other plane so you know you can build a real solid uh foundation for the story yep. So that his own personal story isn't getting inflated. And he tried not to inflate it too much. Right. Um, But some of the things in it were just so fascinating. The way that it was ping pong around, move super fast in all different directions, could just take off. Seemed like he was implying that it was kind of interacting with the planes as well. Like it was aware they were there. But didn't need to do anything to them, exactly, which is kind of fascinating. Mm-hmm. Which, thank God! Imagine if they just were like, "All right, <clears throat> these mosquitoes are getting annoying," oh, and just yeah. started w- w-
1: lasering us out of the sky. Oh, God. Just, Poosh! Can you imagine, like if if, if oh, wind if the world got wind of that, the 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 panic would be unforeseen in human history. <laughs> like, it would be. It would probably be embarrassing
0: even thinking that we'd be able to do anything against it. Oh, them. and the first thing we do is
1: like send up war- nuclear warheads and they'd just be like ninety degree yeah. angle bye and then we'd just explode nuclear warheads in our atmosphere and they'd be like, Well that was stupid, now you ruined the planet for everyone.
0: <laughs> do you think that they do you think that if we saw we saw like a few bits of compelling evidence that they exist, like actual video, like pretty good, uh-huh. like an iPhone eleven Captures one of these things, shoot into the water, out of the water, and then disappear right past some fighter jets. Mm-hmm. And and then we're like, okay, shit. So they exist. It's 100%. Everyone can see it. If you disagree with that or say that's fake, whatever. But like, mostly everyone's on board at this point, yeah, right? Yeah. And maybe there's sightings happening left and right. So like a lot of people are coming on, and they're just kind of showing themselves. Once that's done... And then maybe, like, a mothership shows mm-hmm. up. And let's say it doesn't even contact us. We try and contact it. We try and send some message to sure. it. It just does nothing. Like, they just ignore us like we don't exist. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're blatant about it. I don't think we're going to do anything, even if occasionally they, like, shoot some of our planes down. As long as it doesn't look like a overall war, I think we would treat them like a foreign government that hates us with nuclear weapons we're not nuclear. no you're right because you'll kill us and we'll kill you on order all end i think that we would see them as like they're gonna if they get pissed off with us Mm -hmm.
1: we're fucking dead they'd be kind of like it'd be kind of like what america is now like we're kind of cunts but nobody can do anything because we have so many nuclear warheads yeah yeah, no, I think, I, I don't know if there's an act of aggression that might change. I don't know. It just depends on...
0: No, but if it was just like occasionally, you know, <clears throat> one of our fighter jets kind of gets in their way. Yeah, you're in our airspace. And, or, 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 thing. You know, because there's just more activity. Right. That the, they're here more, that something can happen, right? Things can bump into each other. And then when it happens, they just go, well, fuck you, boom. But it, it, but it didn't really look like, they weren't like hunting us, you know right. what I mean? if if that was kind of like the consensus it's like look don't come too close to us mm-hmm. and otherwise we don't want to contact you or fuck with you at all i don't think that we would test if we could blow them no up. i don't think so. i don't think we would I, I, no, I think we would i think that we would just be like depending on the technology like it how obscenely um futuristic it, it seemed right. to us uh, i think that would be a big part of it they it would have to be that way like, there's no way that we would be stupid enough to be like, "Let's go
1: get them." Like, what what would we be trying to achieve? I like? have made it a point to never underestimate how stupid humans can be. <laughs> um, but uh, no, I think I think you're right. As long as they're not openly aggressive or hostile, I don't think we'd do anything. I think I think uh, prescriptions for Xanax would go up exponentially because everybody be on edge. I know. You were just des- Do you think so? I don't think so. You were so. just describing it opposite. and I was like, "Oh god, that's a little that's a little anxiety nah, inducing." I think people would come together. Could be. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we humans are pack I mean, animals nations. and and we're clearly pack animals, but when an outside force like presents, I think our pack gets a lot bigger. You know what I mean? So I think I think you're right. Yeah, but, I think you're right. We would come together.
0: Yeah, it would give us like a global reason to like work together. And, mm-hmm. you know, there, there's a bigger thing going on now.
1: Yeah.
0: Like all we do is build nations and make our nation more powerful than the other nation. Uh-huh. And everyone tries to make as much money as possible. It's like the, you know, build your government and have strong borders or whatever. This is like, you know, the major motivation. exactly For governments and countries which are the biggest entities i mean you could look at them like families kingdoms or companies uh-huh. doesn't matter or even religions it's just like now it's just big governments right. that's it that's the things that want to survive and they will make themselves do that right well, now you have – and what else is there? What, what would be a bigger striving thing? Well, you could, do, you could say, well, but it's for the whole world to do well. The problem is we don't have the organization or the resources to, like, do that well. So we give a lot of money to other countries, but generally it's just this, like, nation-building focus. Right. Which it probably should be until we figure something else out. Aliens come down. We're like, oh, I get it. Yep. Now it's one planet. It's this planet versus that planet. Exactly. And we just realize that we are the Congo of planets, and <laughs> we have no technology, and we are right at the bottom of the economic ladder. <gasps> no offense, Congo. <laughs> Sorry, Congo. <And laughs> that's it. Yeah, the, the two people that downloaded the Congo right now are like, fuck you, man.
1: <laughs> They're like, this is bullshit. That's a terrible Congo accent. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: well, you are in the woods downloading this podcast. So so, what, well, what the hell do you expect? Well
1: done, Two listeners in Congo. Well done. Message us. We'll you we'll know send what? You gifts. I, We
0: have almost every country in the world downloading. So Do I we really? Be surprised if awesome. the Congo's on there. There, there is a big chunk in the middle of Africa where no one has.
1: That's not surprising. So, so get that's our, our that's our target demographic now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really want to. <laughs> We're hit really them. trying to hit I, that. Really, no middle Africa. Yeah, tra- trying to get out there. <laughs>
0: Spread the word.
1: Yeah, all you fr- all you guys listening <laughs> at home. Tell your African friends to download this shit.
0: <laughs> They're like, guys, we've got real problems out here. We don't need to listen to two fucking idiots talk about another podcast. Thank you.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: no, they do. They, they really do. They 100% do. Do. What do you think of the other sighting, the East Coast sighting? So this was a West Coast sighting. Or, no, not West Coast. Somewhere in Mexico. Then there was this East Coast sighting, which is as equally well-recorded But the ships were completely different. And it was interesting. It was supposed to be... So there was the tic-tac one, which is what Favor looked at. Tic-tac shape. And then... (coughs) Excuse me. He described, which he did not see, but he's talked to other pilots that did. A cube uh, in a sphere. That's basically what it looked like. They didn't talk too much about what the cube itself looked Uh like. But the sphere was like some sort of force field. And I guess one of the planes almost hit one, and there were, like, three of them. They were, like, in a formation, flying around. Yeah. And what I just don't get why there would be different shapes and sizes. Well, I mean... and I mean, they talk about all these different... Do tu- you think that they have their different races? Well, there's... Or they're just different... Yeah, I mean... Uh,
1: they do different things. There's a possibility that there's more than one species of alien visiting us. Um, but we, humans also have helicopters and airplanes. You know what I mean. So to other people, they be like, well, "Why do they have this one thing and then they have this other thing?" So maybe it's their helicopters and airplanes type thing. Is their version of that? Yeah, they just could have. It's different it things. Sense. Yeah, they got like one guy's flying the F-14, another one's got an F-18, another one's got an Apache. You have no idea. Maybe each one has its own specific uh, function.
0: Yeah, that, that would make sense. That's pretty interesting. That's kind of fascinating and a little confusing. <laughs> yeah, um, right.
1: Come on, aliens, be consistent, please. <laughs> well, one at
0: a time. It's like, do you exist or not? And now we've got to decide whether multiples of you exist from different planets. It's like, hold. I'm on. sure it's never even. It's occurred almost to like them. once we, fu- once we finally see this and figure this out, and we're like, oh, they exist. Then it's just going to open a can of worms. Like, one race talks to us, and they're like, okay, uh, you're going to need to sit down for this because we're about to blow your fucking minds. Yes. And they just open it up to, like, this intergalactic, you know, highway system of, like, thousands of races and all the millennia of them doing things and battles and what they can learn and what they need to know and, like, where we are on that pecking order. And we're just like, oh, shit. We need to start Shit. being concerned about different We're things. We're Florida. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and they're like, by the way, you are Florida.
1: <laughs> like, God damn it, I knew it. I mean, that sucks. <laughs> Couldn't we at least be Arizona?
0: I liked <laughs> what I liked what he said about the, the military investigating this. Yeah. It did sound like their budget was like almost zero dollars. <laughs> yeah. But um At the end of the day, I I almost do feel like it's kind of like throwing money away because what are they even investigating? It's not like there's enough encounters often enough to really get, you know, any money behind it. And I'm sure if there were more sightings and, and, and like legitimate ones from like really credible sources like these pilots, that there would be a bigger budget for it. Probably. But they're at least looking at it, which says something well, I, think, I mean that basically just says they, these things exist well, the, Period. I, I think
1: the to Pentagon me. a couple of months ago did release a statement to the effect of saying, yes, there are UFOs like we've had these encounters but that but didn't go as far to say, yeah, and they're aliens. they were like, yeah we there have been things in the sky that we've seen that we don't we can't explain we couldn't identify them. They, you know, didn't respond to hails or communication or anything. We have no idea what they are. I think something to the wow. effect of that. But then, but yeah. Trump tweeted a picture of his dick or something that day and no one even heard about it. I remember it was like somebody somebody said, the Pentagon basically uh, announced that their are aliens are real and no one even paid attention because of the crazy shit that's going on or something like that. Well, it's just it's just not
0: that exciting to say there are things that we've seen that we can't explain. True, and then they don't really give a lot of detail because they they can't even tell; they like, they just don't have a lot of it. It's mostly just radar blips. Sure. It's and it's one of those things that it, you know before you jump to conclusions. In twenty years, we find out oh, it's just some sort of like you know lightning ball yeah phenomena. That has nothing to do with anything. That just fucks with radars, and it doesn't do it enough for us to like fly out there and see what it is. Sure, you know, it's just it's just not compelling enough to get people excited. That's why the Roswell thing was so much more interesting because they found stuff. They found things, bits. yeah. They they had that's it why the physically. Bob Lazar thing you is know, so they interesting. were moving things out. I mean, that's a way better story. And super annoying that shit hasn't happened since, or at least. Hasn't to where people have got to hear about it
1: well and i think we're probably more adept at covering things up um
0: yeah we probably get out there much quicker yeah and i sort mean sort it out because we probably now know the value of that
1: technology well, sure so we don't fuck around well, a, we want to get imagine to it roswell quick. at the time you know they're like um so guys um aliens and like what the fuck are we supposed to do with this shit it's like well don't don't tell anyone like, but people have already seen it. All right, um, you just say it was a weather balloon until we get a handle on this, like because it was the first time for them. I'm sure. I'm, yeah, I'm sure. Kind of went down. They did
0: what they do. They immediately went into cover up. It's not like the military hadn't covered up things in the past. Mm-hmm. And they knew what to do, and their story kind of sucked. It wasn't even good. Weather balloon is like the laziest story oh, ever. Because it's not like a ship, especially because that one guy described looking at the metal pieces, and and he could see the metal like rejoining. It was almost like fixing itself. Right. Yeah. And then, or then the next day, it was just this giant tinfoil balloon. Yeah. Yeah. I. It was cool that fever is met Bob at one of those like UFO conference type yeah, things, man. and he said one thing for sure: that dude is not crazy. No, he said that like he's not. He didn't say a lot more about Bob. I guess he liked him. He talked to him for a while, but he was like, he's not crazy. And from one credible guy to another, that's
1: fascinating. I was. Um, it's like things have been seen. I was working on one of the alien shows I work on the other day and they were talking about Bob Lazar and one guy was like oh yeah before he started all this stuff he didn't believe in aliens at all he thought it was the most ridiculous hogwash he'd ever seen and then he saw him a year later and he was like dude it's like dude and I mean this guy was like yeah Bob Lazar is one of the most credible human beings you'll ever meet and he wishes none of this shit had happened that was what was really fascinating he wishes he could take it all back because it's ruined his fucking life life.
0: is what it seems like yeah poor yeah poor bastard I know dude Well, this one was fascinating. I mean, to me, it's like I ended this on my notes with what do you think of aliens now? And I I guess the real thing is we don't know the alien thing. But I do believe that these ships exist. I don't think that any humans made them or at least any humans like in our unless they're like time travelers. But in this time, it's not like I it's not like the Russians have this and they're just not telling exactly. You know what I mean? Mm. It's like I don't think anyone has this. But there are some some machines out there that are far more advanced than us. What does that mean? I don't know. But stay tuned. And I'm really pumped for like that new rover on Mars to like try and find some shit yeah, and I don't know. I I think in the next fifty years, if we live that long, um, we're gonna we're gonna see some crazy shit. We might even get some aliens uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Who knows? This was a great podcast for me. I thought it was fascinating. Um, I, since Bob Lazar came on, I'm really getting into these yeah, ones. Yeah, man. Um, they're, they're, just, they're not as hokey anymore, and, uh, and I'm enjoying them. And I think Joe's doing a good job putting them together. This was a 9 out of 10 for me. For yeah, sure. me too. Loved, Loved it. it. Next on the docket, 1363, Dakota Mai. Dakota Special Forces, ex-Special Forces guy. Um Seen it all. It's important to have these guys on there because, uh, as Joe pointed out when we talk about um, saluting the troops and, and that people fight for our freedom and things like that. I mean, on the special forces end, that couldn't be more true. Yep. You know? If you're an accountant in the Air Force uh, and you do a 9-to-5 and you're kind of like in a cubicle and a little disgruntled and you Google shit all day, then... I'm slightly less inclined to salute you, but you'll get a salute anyway because I know it's all a big team. But what these guys are doing is like something that that I couldn't have more respect for. Yeah, man. Talk about being
1: in harm's way.
0: It's so brutal. Brutal. Yeah, and then they like like Dakota talks about. He's come back from this whole experience, and he's telling Joe that he, you know, will break down quite often. He will cry. He'd be in the shower, just bowling. He has to deal with these memories and these thoughts, and and it 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 does some really fucked up things to these guys, and, yeah, they, it does. and they don't get the support that they need when they get back. They're kind of on their 100%. own. 100%. They Just kind of dope them up.
1: Yep, it's it's a fucking tragedy. They're great. Um...
0: Do you know anyone that's gone and fought in war and come back and is a little skewy? Obviously, don't say the name but have you just experienced it
1: yeah i have i have um yeah and there's definitely a difference between somebody that's just been like been on a boat or something on a ship in the navy versus somebody that's been on boots on the ground it fucks them it fucked them up it fucks them up um in the same way that any type of trauma is going to fuck you up and then your brain in this weird way tries to normalize what you've gone through to get to make life bearable. Um, and so that... Uh, that's why a lot of these guys want to go back. Like, because um, they want to be with, the you know, their brothers again and stuff. That's what's normal to them now. And that's how they cope with it. But it's... um Yeah, they don't get any support back here. And it's horrible. It's really fucking terrible. Shit, my dad. My dad fought in Vietnam. Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah.
0: That's... My... my- my dad, my biological dad, was in the navy and fought in the Falklands War, in uh-huh. England, which was in the early '80s, yep. with my uncle. And uh, from what I understand of what they were like before that and after, um, yeah, they they got pretty messed up from that too. They saw some nasty.
1: It's things. really interesting with my dad. He will. My dad will tell a story. He will take as long as he, humanly possible to tell the story he loves the attention he will go on and on and on about something because um you ask him about something to do with the war short answers nope yep like were you over there did you see this no okay what about this yes nothing else he doesn't want to expand on don't want to talk about it it's really interesting it's not often my dad will shut up but um yeah he doesn't he doesn't like to talk about it don't like to talk about it at all. He saw some shit over there, I know he did. Yeah. I know he did.
0: <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense, right? I mean, there's probably plenty of things just you as an individual don't want to talk about. Mm-hmm. And you didn't see things like that. So if you multiply those events by 10 and and get them close to the same emotional responses as some awful event, right. traumatic event at war, I mean, you probably don't even want to think about it, let alone describe it to somebody. It probably hurts as bad as if you were there again.
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Especially with the PTSD, because it's like reliving the moment. Your body reacts in the same mm. way, physically, as if you were there.
0: Mm. Fucking terrifying. Be like maybe like describing, you know, you if you had a sister that died or yeah. something. Like, I'm sure people that have had that happen aren't sitting down and like going over the whole experience and talking mm-hmm. about it a ton. Um, it just, it's, you don't want to open that, that part of your brain. God, no. He had a great podcast with Jocko Willink, um, on Jocko's podcast. It's, it's podcast 115. Joe talks about it on this podcast. I listened to half of that one, but it's honestly, it's really emotional. Sure. Like, you can tell these guys, two military special forces guys, like, rehashing some serious moments that, like you just said, they probably don't talk about much. But under the guise of a podcast, they, they're kind of putting it together. And he's there with, like, a brother, you know, because they have that brotherhood, right. the special forces dude. So he's getting it out. But, fuck, it was a lot, man. I was like, holy shit. Yeah, it's... it's, it's-, it's- it's a story that needs to be told. We need to be reminded of what these fucking people go Absolutely. through. Absolutely. And, and what they're willing to do, you know. And it really is. It is that analogy. So you can go down to Starbucks and get a fucking latte and feel feel safe and just walk around. And, you know, we're not worried about getting bombed or attacked or invaded. Sure. It's because these f- fucking dudes yeah. are out there putting it's everything into the, the moment. Yeah,
1: because they simply exist, we're safe. Simply existing... To mm. go do these horrible things that you know fuck their lives up, just simply being there makes us safe because knowing that we have these men and women that will do that uh, definitely makes people think twice before fucking with us. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, we owe them a lot. It's really cool, and that's that's the thing that I you know when they when you're at the ball games or whatever and then they do like the salute to the troops business and that that stuff comes up that's the things i like to think about i like to take those little moments serious yeah you know i don't want to get too nationalistic you know Agreed. but i i kind of like all the pledge of allegiance stuff to be honest i i like the fact that i've always felt that like when i moved to america There was just a lot of pride in being an American. I didn't get... You only really see that in England when the football's on. (laughs) All of a sudden, everyone loves England because we've got to play France. Right. But most of the time, people are just bitching about living there. Is that right? Kind of. It's just like, you know, the weather sucks and it's expensive and everyone wants to go on holiday. Right. And, you know people in America are like yeah it's pretty sweet here i love it and america's number 1 number 1
1: boy we do we do say <laughs> that quite bit you know it's it funny we? to hear it
0: yeah you love saying oh, it oh we do love saying we it we do but uh yeah i did notice that it was like there, there is that pride and i i kind of liked i kind of like it i think it's good why not be proud of 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 your place oh, yeah. i mean think if you have a choice be proud of it or fucking moan and bitch it's certainly better to be like, yeah, both. this is a good country. I'll... Exactly. Yeah. Well, people do, right? People Absolutely. do here, but it always, there's always like that little bit of hope. Like, America, figure this out. We got this. That's a good of thing.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I. it's like oh. I love my apartment, but there's some things I'd like to fix up, but I'm not moving. <laughs> I fucking love it here. Right. You know, it's the same way. I, I, yeah. Yeah. I've always been, I mean, I haven't really thought about Pledge of Allegiance or anything in quite a while, but yeah, I always enjoy standing up for, um, you know, hand over the heart for um you know, national anthem things like that. I I enjoy that. It's a community. It's you know, we're kind of an experiment as a country because we all come from different places, you know, ancestrally, except for the indigenous. And um yeah, we kind of created our own thing, and it's kind of cool that we've done so well. I mean, we could do better, but um it is cool. I I have no I have, I love patriotism. I I nationalism that's weird, but patriotism, I'm all about. It's good to love where you're from. It's good to appreciate those things.
0: Well, define the difference between the well, two. Well, I would
1: say patriotism is just love of country, and nationalism is is kind of like it our way or the highway type thing. Like, Americans only, everybody else sucks kind of thing. That's, that's kind of the basic gist of it.
0: It is? It's not just l- loving your nation? Well... No, I mean, let's. So Why does it have to have that negative connotation? Like, because the Germans. Else? Did people really think because that? Because
1: Germans. Yeah, that's when I mean when hit. Oh, because yeah, Germans. It was, it was fun. Hitler was like na- big nationalist. It's like we're we're the best. We're the supreme. We're the elites. Everybody's gonna bow to us. Kind of that's kind of nationalism. And then patriotism oh, is just like that. I just fucking love this place and I love my country and everything's great, awesome. Yeah, that's kind of it
0: okay cool one really nice thing that dakota put together was the perspective of problems yeah and it was really good timing because i got a i got a parking ticket like two (laughs) in a row like an idiot so we have street sweeping like they do in many cities here in santa monica and i put it on one side of the road got a ticket and the next day i put it on the other side which was the other days one and in two days i got 128 dollars worth of tickets like a complete doofus mm. but i right after that and this is this is again why i do these podcasts um <clears throat> because i like to pull the knowledge out of it i like to be inspired i like to get motivated from them and uh you know and it's not my only source of like getting motivated but i like to take it seriously because you can pull very you can pull wisdom from these really well experienced individuals sure i didn't say any of that right but but after i got the ticket i remembered him talking about how you've got to put it in perspective like yeah look there's there's problems and then there's real fucking exactly problems, right a speeding ticket is not a real problem a parking ticket is not cancer is yeah being at war is mm-hmm. you know this guy talks about having to kill a dude with a rock once they're fighting it out hand to hand. The dude was big, he grabbed a rock and smashed his head yeah. in. And he has to live with that memory. Yep. That's a fucking problem. And it it did at least like I almost I just kind of laughed at myself for even getting the ticket. I wasn't ma- I usually I get mad at the person that gave me the ticket. Right. It, like even though I can't see him. It's just of in course. my mind. I'm like, fuck that guy. But it's all <clears throat> it was all entirely my fault. I was just being stupid. I was careless. Right but i just paid it real fast moved on kind of checked my budget and was like all right i won't get this i won't buy this this month and that kind of covers that sure. charge boom and it 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 did i think that perspective reminder is very important it is. when you see you know some valley girls getting super upset at a starbucks because they forgot her vanilla or they use you know regular milk instead of soy exactly. milk and it's ruined her whole day i mean it's not really that she's just a complete bitch though she might be it's the fact that she's just not using <clears throat> excuse me any real perspective right she hasn't been given the opportunity to just like have a really fucking hard day and be like oh you know True. what the milk thing's not a big yeah, deal it's i've all, done your job before it's all
1: relative man it's all relative
0: yeah, it's a nice reminder. I mean, we all know this, right? Of course. It's a dialogue that we know, but what was the last thing you got really pissed off at that was stupid? Can oh, you think? man,
1: that's a good question. Um, I think I was... <clears throat> the girl brought me to Costco, and there were so many people there, and I think I was just really pissed at like how many people were around me and how slowly my girl was taking to shop and of course i just wanted to get the fuck out of there but i i think that was probably the last time i don't get angry very often just doesn't really happen um although yeah you're pretty you're pretty chill dude but that that, i i was like i had a short fuse that day i was just and you know I, i i think a lot of it too is i don't like being the passenger in a car anymore since my car accident it gives me really fucking bad anxiety. So I think I was a little tense anyway, and then adding all that shit on top of it. So I was a bit I was a bit gotcha. on edge anyway. So um Yes.
0: Yeah. Well it's funny you say that actually because remember on the podcast, Dakota talks about the highest incidence of PTSD are actually from um car accidents. Oh, I believe it. People from car accidents. It's not even the military. Yeah. Like obviously they have a lot, but there's a lot more car accidents and that is the number one cause of PTSD. I believe it. What 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 do you feel now when you're driving? You're a little more on edge? Yeah, it's kinda of describing it?
1: somebody's come Let's turn
0: this into a therapy Let's session, do it. Mark. I need you to break down it's... Break down and I I want you to
1: sob. <laughs> <me>. <laughs> okay, I'll bring I'll bring on the tears. <laughs> um No, but seriously, what what do you yeah, think? Yeah, well I got like, sides sw- I got sideswiped and so um, anybody coming up on the side of me now, I get r- I, I tense up. I tense up, um, and uh. and I just like I've never really trusted people going past me anyway. I'm like because people drive like fucking assholes in Los Angeles, but now I always kind of have this feeling it's like oh they're not looking, they're not looking. So I'll give them like a wide berth type of thing because I'm worried. I feel like I'm about to get sideswiped, and that was I mean. Yeah, I've had back issues since that fucking accident. And that's not been fun. Um, But yeah, it's just like... I guess it's a general distrust of what's going on around me. And it makes me anxious. And especially... But when I'm driving myself, I have control over it. So I'm kind of master of my own destiny. But when I'm a passenger, I have to completely give over control to whomever I'm with. And that is that's been difficult for me since the accident that's been difficult because i, I have got zero you. control i have zero sense. maneuverability so i'm in the fate of not just the people around me but the people that are driving me and so were you on a freeway when that happened no hit i was you? in a i was just on a venture just a just an intersection but the thing was i, oh, I was shit. moving pretty fast I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't speeding, but like my lane was clear, so I'm just humming along, and somebody in the middle lane decided to, um, to do a quick turn, uh, like one of those quick turns, didn't check their blind spot, and I could see it happening, but there was nothing I could do at that point. There just wasn't enough time to react, so of course I tensed yeah. up, and bam, and of course, also my new fucking car that I only had, had three months, but it was one of those, thi- and I've, I guess I've always been a little nervous. And I've always been a defensive driver so I can see when people are about to do stupid shit. And if I'd had, like, two, three more seconds warning, I would have been able to save myself. But, um, yeah, it was just one of those things. I saw it happening, and it just... Yeah. And then shit ton of pain afterward, like an hour later. It's fucking hurting. I don't want to go through that again.
0: And you and you, and your mind has kind of associated all this to that event, <clears throat> causing yeah. you to be... <laughs> Quite a lot more nervous yeah. on the road.
1: I'm, <coughs> by the way, that's interesting. I'm not equating,
0: and I'm sorry that you have yeah. that. I'm not
1: equating what I went through to anybody's PTSD. I do not have PTSD for certain. I just get anxious when I'm well, driving. No, but this, but is, it is, yeah,
0: yeah. And I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure, a lot of people that have had car accidents are not going to equate it to like what the troops have gone right. through. But he's making the point that it's like it's broadly defined, and there's levels to yeah. this, and. A lot of people are getting it, and it needs to be something that is really understood. Like, there, there should be maybe a therapy portion after even a car accident. I agree. You know, the, the people should think about these things, because instead of just doping them up, which they often mm-hmm. do when they get back from war, that's happened to my friends that were in Iraq. Uh, I've had some friends that were on some pretty strong medications that they really struggled to get off of course excuse me i have a bit of a cough today and it really fucked with them and he talks about you know smoking weed yeah having some indica being able to go to sleep that's a real fix and it just doesn't have the same debilitating effect as those medications Uh, yeah and i wish they'd fucking look into that shit instead of once again having such a stigma it's like all right look Do you care about these fucking troops or do you want to make a lot of money for pharmaceutical Mm -hmm. companies? Because now you can make a lot of money for pharmaceutical companies that grow wheat. Absolutely. So do that.
1: Absolutely. Fucking do it. Um yeah, I really wish and it's such a struggle for a lot of these guys to even get diagnosed with PTSD. Um I feel like that should just be the default. Like you immediately like if you're if you've killed someone, if you've been in any type of action, in war, that should just be the default, and then they have to prove that you don't have PTSD, and you start treating them. I mean, it'd be—I know when cops, if there's an officer involved shooting, cops are like they're deskridden. They have to go to therapy. They have to talk to people about it before <laughs> they're cleared for active duty again. Um, I mean, I guess you—you you probably don't have the luxury of that in wartime. But when they're when they're <laughs> discharged, or when they um. When they their tour ends, that should be the first thing that happens. Like, all right, let's talk about what what, what happened. Let's, let's get it out. Let's give you coping mechanisms. But it's so hard for them to even get diagnosed. And then a lot of them do turn to drugs or alcohol to numb the pain. And then that can ruin your fucking life.
0: Yeah, alcohol is very effective for that. Yeah. Both ruining your life and allowing you to forget about things you don't want to think exactly. about. Exactly whereas marijuana does make you face it a little bit can. which which could be a bit of an issue depending on your level of ptsd well, especially if you have a um, sativa but then again i think it's also gone
1: I especially said? if you have a sativa well, i mean that can get i mean that's the one that gets you paranoid that that can bring some shit up indica i imagine would be really good you know. for sleeping and stuff yeah, I think most of them are just doing
0: indica. Though. That's what I'd recommend. I don't think the PTSD. Yeah, don't people fuck around. But a big city. But imagine
1: people. if you're in a state that's where it's not legal, so you're not in California or Colorado, Washington, something. So you just get whatever you can fucking get. You have no idea what you're getting. It might, it might make things that's worse. A good point. Yeah, yeah, and be
0: covered in all sorts of fucked up pesticides too, because that's what exactly. those, those illegal grows are yep. doing. Yeah, it's rough. I really do hope that they can, they can, uh, you know, just... They need to be given whatever the drug is they need and one that hopefully is not addictive and won't cause long-term damage to their organs. Exactly. Right? I agree. And, and those other pills do that. Hopefully they will get it. They've started doing some interesting MDMA therapy. Joe's talked about that before, and I've heard about it from other um, avenues. I think that stuff sounds amazing where they can they they basically recall the memory that's really traumatic but do it while fucking high as fuck on mdma right. so that everything feels good and they kind of rewrite their association with the memory because they're seeing it with such loving and positive and optimistic goggles mm-hmm. that it like changes the overall message and then maybe like rewrites it into the brain i, I think that's really fascinating oh, that's, that is fascinating man uh, yeah that would be cool to see if that works but again this this was a great conversation too if you want to know about what military guys go through and um um you know we see these special forces guys as these invincible warriors that just come back from war and they're just as badass as ever yeah they are badass no for sure yeah but they harbour some real emotions, and it's very difficult for them to get to talk about it and express it. And this was a, a fascinating window into, into, you know, what they go through, and and it just, you know, gave me a lot of respect for what's yep. happening uh, out there. And uh, yeah, this was, this was an eight out of ten for me. This was another high, high ranked one. Um, I, I found it tr- really. I w- I don't want to say entertaining because it was like. it it, It was was some emotional bits but it was that's what it was it was really fascinating yeah
1: it's fascinating and informative
0: loved it all right that's it for today thank you so much for joining me mark thanks as always guys follow us on uh joe rogan experience review instagram you can message us uh with the same name at google.com and uh let us know what's happening there'll be some changes in the next coming weeks we have a new logo yeah. up we're gonna have a website up and link it all up and what we're gonna try and do is just have a website that has links to the information that the guests talk about so if you're fascinated with any particular guest yeah. or podcast that joe rogan has uh, if someone's talking about something in particular that's that's kind of poignant to the whole conversation i'll have links to the pages so you can easily just yeah kind of delve in there same
1: with um it- same and, with instagram uh, one of us goes on a tangent about a story and we're like uh, oh yeah this comedian and like oh i don't know that it's like we'll throw that up on instagram so you can kind of get an idea of what we're talking about
0: love yeah, that man. all right thanks guys thanks Cheers. mark bye <laughs>